You're listening to the Live Church Livonia podcast, a show where you can hear the teachings from our weekend gatherings. You can catch the full service on our Facebook or YouTube and head over to our website if you'd like to give. Here we're real people following a real God and experiencing real life. Welcome to Life Church Livonia. Good morning, Life Church Livonia. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Kate. I'm one of the pastors here. And I am so excited to bring you a word from God. But before we do that, I wanted to find out how many of you like video games. Comment in the comment section. I love video games. This is my favorite video game. I have recently started getting into video games. And one of the video games that came to mind when I was preparing for this sermon was Among Us. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what Among Us is, it, I'm going to read the description so it keeps me concise in explaining it. Among Us is a multiplayer game where three to ten players get dropped into an alien spaceship sky headquarters or planet base. Each player is designated with a private role of either a crewmate or an imposter. This is an online multiplayer social deduction game, and a player can either be a crewmate or an imposter. If you're the imposter, your goal is to kill everyone else on the spaceship before they find out that you are the imposter. Some of you are way better at this game than other people, and you know, that just means you're a good liar and pray for you. Others, you're not good at this game. The thing about this game, though, that came up for me while I was prepping this sermon is that if you know how people sound, if you know their character, if you know what they're about, you have a pretty easy time figuring out who's the imposter or not. Because you just like know their tics, you know what's going on, you can read them. You're like, oh no, Silas, I know, I know you're the imposter for sure. Trying to figure out who the imposter is, it's super stressful. It's scary. It's overwhelming. You're like, this person is going to snipe me before I had a chance to figure out who they are. It's kind of like trying to figure out what God sounds like versus our own thoughts. This series that we're talking through, we're on week four. And in this series, we're talking about how to know and do the will of God trying to figure that out individually as well as collectively as a church community. And this week, I'm talking about the fact that we can't hear God if we don't know what the voice of God sounds like. Just like it's hard to guess the imposter when you don't know who that person is, if we don't know who God is, then we're not going to be able to know what he's saying. So how do we figure it out? How do we learn what the voice of God actually sounds like? I've often felt confused and discouraged, a little bit frustrated even. Um, When I've talked to people about hearing from God, their response to me is, um, maybe you're just not praying hard enough. I'm like, bruh, do you even know me? I do everything in my life hard. I go hard. I go intense. Everything is extreme with me. Often in my conversations with you guys, there's this desperation, this desire to know and do the will of God, to understand what your purpose is. Some of us, we ignore and we repress that desire. Some of us, we are actively pursuing that, but we're doing it by keeping busy and overly doing in our lives. Some of us actually feel like we need God, but we just aren't hearing from him. Maybe when we're struggling to know the direction to go for work, do I get a new job? Do I stay where I'm at? Do I switch fields completely? 
how do I handle that conflict that is so ever present in my life? Excuse me. Do I sell my house now or later? Do I confront my friend who's doing something that's just not healthy or good or right? What school is going to be best for my kiddos? Some of us feel like we're trying to hear from God and he's just not talking to us. Or maybe you're new to faith and quite frankly, you're like, what? God talks to us? That's kind of overwhelming. (laughs) The way you learn God's voice, it's in relationship. We have a God who cares about us. The same way that we learn a person's voice in real life is through relationship. Who's the person in your life who you just know exactly how they're going to respond to a situation? You know the things that they're going to think are funny. Comment in the comment section. Let us know what person in your life are you like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how this person would respond. For me, that is my best friend, Amy. I know that if I show up somewhere and she's going to be there, I'm going to bring a coffee because I know my girl loves some coffee. I know what's going to make her laugh. I know what jokes, I know what memes, I know what stories are going on in my life that she's going to enjoy and want to hear about. I want to tangibly clarify so that we can know and do the will of God individually and as a church community. You were created for a purpose, on purpose. Alex Sr. did a beautiful job two weeks ago talking about how much God loves us. So go back, listen to that message. If you didn't hear it, it is a beautiful word and you need to know about what God thinks of you. So the question is, how do we learn what God's voice sounds like? We're working out of a Bible study called Experiencing God. We're we're pulling truth. We're talking about scripture. We're talking about tangible ways that God His voice resounds in our world, and you can experience him. And so this study has been so powerful. I want everyone in our church to walk through and work through this study. So if you want to do it in a group of people, let us know. Comment in the comment section. Fill out the digital connection card. Let us know that you want to be a part of that, or just do it on your own and really learn about how to experience God today. It's important for me to begin this sermon by breaking down the framework that I'm going to be working from, just so that you guys know where I'm coming from. As I share today, I'm working from the premise and the idea that scripture is the only perfect rule for life and faith. And so I am working from that framework that God's word is true, and it's the only place where we can look to for for guidance in our life and guidance in our faith. I didn't start there though. I didn't I didn't begin at a place where I believed that scripture was the word of God. It's it's where I've come to. It's where I've landed through my own personal journey and through really studying scripture and seeking to understand what it is. So at that point, I want to read from Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. God after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days has spoken to us in his son whom he appointed heir of all things through whom he also made the world what we can see here is that God is telling us that he used to speak in a certain way through prophets and visions and dreams etc all these different ways and now he's choosing to speak to us through Jesus his son want to know something cool Something that I really, really enjoyed about that. Scripture saying 
that God is actually speaking to us. It says so. It says God is speaking to us. When we accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross, that he died for you and he died for me, he took on the punishment for our sins. When we accept that sacrifice personally, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells inside of you? 1 Corinthians 3.16. Okay, when I heard this verse about 10 years ago, I was floored. I could not believe that. And that's because I used to say things like, this body is just a shell. It doesn't matter how I treat it. It doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't matter what I do. And so when I read this verse, I was blown away. I couldn't believe that my body is a temple. It's a place where the Holy Spirit resides. That's unbelievable to me. So let's recap here. Okay, scripture is the ultimate authority. And once receiving Christ as your savior, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, leading you, guiding you, encouraging you. We hear God when we know the voice of God. So how do we learn about who God is? We learn about God by reading scripture. Second Timothy chapter three says, all scripture is inspired by God. It's beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, so, so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. It's important to look at this to begin with, because this is where we learn about God's character, okay? We learn about the things that he likes. We learn about the things that he doesn't like, what he approves of, disapproves of. We learn about the things that keep us far away from him, but we also learn about the things that draw us closer to him. John 10 says, but the one who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep listen to his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts all his sheep outside, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. When we're able to adjust our understanding of the world and our behavior can then realign, as our understanding changes, you guys, our hearts change and then our actions change. It's a beautiful picture. So when you're reading scripture, do you get confused? Is it hard for you to understand? You're like, whoa, what in the world is even happening? Have you guys read Deuteronomy, Exodus? Junk is crazy up in there. I get that. I can be, I can be confused and I can also not understand. And so what I do is I write down questions and I just encourage you guys, journal while you're reading scripture. Write down the questions that don't make sense. We learn about God by reading scripture. We also learn about God and hear from him by praying. How many of you are like, I don't like to pray. I ain't good at words. I don't have any. I'm not skilled at this. Even when you don't know what to pray, let me read some scripture and encourage you, okay? Romans 8, 26 through 27 says, Now, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. God wants to speak to you. 
God cares about you. 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You, Mark, you who have accepted Jesus as your Savior, you, Eloisa, you, Samantha, you, Lou, Whitney, you who struggle and fail and fall short, you, you have the ability to talk to and hear from God. Do you feel inadequate? Do you get distracted? Does your mind run a mile a minute? Yep, me too. Same. Try and try again. This is not Star Wars, okay? There is try here. (laughs) If you want to hear from God, you have to make time to talk to him, to know him. We learn about God and we hear from him through reading scripture and through praying. We also hear from God through our community. This one is probably one of the scarier ones for me. So I'm just going to put some disclaimers out there. How many of us have been hurt? How many of us have been lied to, left behind, betrayed by people who we thought would never do that to us? Sometimes the things that people say, oftentimes the things that people say are ignorant or hurtful. Sometimes they're just downright mean. But I'll tell you right now that some of my greatest moments with the Lord are in relationship with people. God has boldly spoken to me by confirming through people and situations what he's saying to me privately in my quiet time with him through scripture reading and through my prayer life. I wanted to really camp out in 1 Corinthians 12 because this chapter is like all about serving and gifts and it's just not this message um, and I don't have time to unpack it all. So I'm just going to briefly review some main points in this chapter. What I'm trying to do here in this sermon, there is a thread all throughout scripture about hearing from God. And so what I'm trying to do is help us to see and understand the fact that God is speaking to us. And there are people in scripture who hear from God. And if you look, they are sinful, broken, fallen people. And God continues to speak to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7, 18, and 27, we start with verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. What we see here is that those who have accepted Jesus are all gifted with the Holy Spirit. But as we see here, it's meant to benefit the common good. Maybe that refers to the way we are with ourselves. Maybe it's how we use the Holy Spirit to lead us to be in alignment with other people. Verse 18, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God has placed us together. God has brought you here to this community on purpose. Even though sometimes it's uncomfortable, even though sometimes it's painful, even though we are a whole bunch of people who do not Think just like one another. Most of us don't think like each other. This is actually what God wanted because it says right there in verse 18, just as he wanted them to be. 
many parts, one body, unified. Maybe it's for our refinement that someone acts so different than us. Refinement just means changing us, sharpening us, refining us. Maybe it's to challenge us to be more gracious to other people, more patient, more like perhaps Jesus. Verse 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We are in submission to Christ, working together by the power of the Holy Spirit in unity to work together as a whole body. Every one of us is a part. Now, I'm not going to go on a tangent here, even though I really want to, about using our gifts and the greater good, because that's not this message. Is this one really hard for you? Are you scared of getting hurt? Fearful of condemnation. Maybe you just don't really like people. I get this. I have been hurt. Often. I've been left. People have walked away from me. I've been let down. People are often wounded. We don't behave the way that people want us to regularly. But here's the thing. I've hurt people. I've walked away from people. I have let people down. And this is where the grace of God comes into play. The way we hear God isn't in the isolation of just one person saying one thing to us. So if someone says something to you, consider it. Take it into uh, consideration. Pray about it. Go to safe people. One person saying something isn't God. That's not the point here, okay? Community. Church, it's this resounding, diversified sound. When someone says something to you, fact check it, pray about it, take it to people who are healthy and safe and you trust and talk to them about it. Don't get defensive. Maybe it is something you need to consider. Now, this is very easy to say and way (laughs) harder to do, but we hear from God through community. We hear from God through prayer and scripture reading. And lastly, God speaks to us. He speaks to us through our circumstances. Kingdom purpose is always the priority, okay? Sometimes hardships, they're meant to bring refinement to our character. Sometimes it's meant to slow us down. Sometimes it's meant to create a dependency on God that maybe we forgot that we needed or had. (laughs) Sometimes it's simply a consequence of living in a sinful and broken world that terrible things happen. Because this isn't heaven. This isn't, this isn't the goal, you guys. Most often, I have seen that in circumstances and situations, they're mostly a direct result of my own uh, terrible decision-making skills. <laughs> but do we have the wrong view on situations? When things happen in your life, are you thinking selfishly? Are you considering what God might have for you in it? Whether the sale of the house didn't go through, or... Your kids continue to lie to you or whatever is going on. Are you looking at it to see where God is at work? Or are you just groveling in the difficulty of it? Now, in all of what I've shared, I don't want to shy away from the idea that this concept, it is really overwhelming. I don't have nearly enough time to dive into uh, the meat of things. 
But these concepts, this idea that God really does want to talk to you and you can hear from him. I hear God when I know the voice of God. In my walk with Jesus, I've only one time ever audibly heard the voice of God and it was bizarre, okay? Most often, the way that I hear from God, it's in a subtle, it's in a subtle interaction. It's, it's through my prayer life and journaling. It's this constant, laborious, disciplined way of being in relationship with Christ. It's not a burning bush. It's in the moments of my life where I am just doing the next thing. I am staying faithful to reading scripture. I am journaling. I am praying. I'm talking to people. I'm living real life with people. And I'm constantly fact-checking with people who have their own devotion life, okay? Safe and healthy people who love God, who are on mission to serve him, to expand the kingdom. And I fact-check with them. Hey, this is what I'm hearing from the Lord. Can you pray with me? Inviting people in to speak truth over your life, over what's going on. This is a beautiful thing. And I have seen you guys stepping more and more into this, joining small groups, doing service projects, inviting people in. This relationship thing, it's not done in isolation, okay? It's consumed with intentionality and perseverance, mindfulness, consideration of how to make slight adjustments. Sometimes they need to be huge adjustments but staying faithful to God, staying faithful to the call that he's placed on your lives. This week, I want to encourage you guys, take five minutes every morning this week to pray. Every morning, pray for five minutes. No phone, no social media, no distractions. Just you and God, pray. And then take another five minutes and read scripture. Show up to God. Learn, seek to know who he is. And then the last recommendation, join a small group. It's scary, it's intimidating, but it is the most fruitful thing in my life. Having real relationships with people who know me and care about me. Okay, right now I want you guys to take a minute and just close your eyes. Take a deep breath and take the next few minutes as I pray over you to consider some of the things that I'm gonna pray. Dear Heavenly Father, for those who are listening, Lord, who have not accepted your son, Jesus, and the sacrifice that he made on the cross for us, I pray right now that they would receive him as their savior, that they would submit and surrender themselves, Lord. For those of us who do know you, Lord, I ask that you would help to reveal to us what gets in the way of us having a real relationship with you, having, having time with you, Remove those distractions, Lord. Help us to know you so that we might hear from you. Lord, I pray that we would release the fears that keep us in bondage of isolation and loneliness. Lord, I ask that you would empower those who are listening to consider joining a small group, to allow people into their lives, Lord, I thank you for this community. I thank you for the way that you speak to us, that you desire real relationship with us. Thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
Good morning, church. My name is Garth McGrath. I am a covenant pastor and have the privilege of serving as the superintendent of the Great Lakes Conference of Covenant Churches, a group of about 75 churches across eight states. And I count it a privilege to be here with you this morning. Uh, when I began my work uh, 10 years ago, uh, Life Church Livonia was just an idea, and people were talking about it. Uh, through in leadership in the conference and in a couple of our churches. And it came into being through a partnership with the Evangelical Covenant Church, the larger denomination, and then the Great Lakes Conference of Covenant Churches, and uh, also Life Church Canton and Life Church Southfield. It's a great partnership, and it was, um, it was just a, uh, a great celebration when the church came into existence. I'm mindful that this young church has faced some monumental challenges in the last several years, challenges that even seasoned churches would have had difficulty navigating. But you have persevered, and you have persevered well. Every indication that I see and that I hear tells me that you have great days of ministry ahead. I want you to know how thankful the leaders of the Covenant Church are and the Great Lakes Conference Church uh, uh, Conference are to all of you who have served and prayed and led this church through the last several years, including the young man that you have asked to serve as your pastor in this next chapter of your life together. I've had the joy of watching him serve you as a worship pastor and also the joy of watching him grow as a pastor in the last couple of years. And I am really thankful for him and to him for that. I'm going to invite Alex to come and join with me here in the studio as we install him <laughs> to be your pastor. Members of Life Church Livonia, guided by the Holy Spirit, you have asked Alex Rahill to serve as your lead pastor. In doing so, you have declared your confidence in him to be the pastor of the flock and the shepherd of the mission of your church to help people know Jesus, grow in their relationship with Jesus, and go into the world to serve and share the good news. As he formally steps into this role as your lead pastor, I charge you to receive the word of God through him with humility, with eagerness, and with an openness to how God might be speaking to you in a fresh way through him. I call on you to offer words of encouragement and gratitude to him as Alex carries out the responsibilities that you have entrusted to him. I ask you to remember that he is God's servant and that you as God's stewards are to consistently provide an income that will be pleasing to God and an honor to your congregation. In all things, show Alex and Amber your love. Esteem Alex highly for his calling and accept him as the primary spiritual leader of your church. If these are your intentions, please show your full support of Alex and the continuing ministry of this church 
by standing, if you're able, and responding to two questions. Will you receive Alex Rahill to be your pastor, recognizing his place of spiritual leadership and receiving the word of God through him? If so, please say, we will. Will you do your part to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God? Will you encourage him in his work? And will you use your gifts and abilities to partner with him in the ministry of this church? If so, please say, we will. Alex, Alex, we know from the words of the Apostle Paul that God bestows particular gifts to certain people so that they can serve the body of Christ in particular ways. Some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, all of them, to equip God's people for work in his service to the building up of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Well, it has been evident to many of us for a long time that God has uniquely gifted you for service to Christ's mm. church so that the followers of Jesus may be built up and so that people who do not yet know Jesus will have the opportunity to come to know him. Amen. Under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the people of Life Church Livonia have called you to be their pastor, which means that God and this congregation have committed the shepherding of the flock and its mission to you. It is a high calling. Some would say the highest calling that a person can ever receive. And so in the words of the Apostle Paul who wrote to his student Timothy, you are charged to preach the word of God faithfully which, as you have been learning, means hours of quiet, <laughs> thoughtful, prayerful preparation every week before you step up to speak. You are called on to be prepared to serve others in season and out of season, which means your workdays may be long. And more than a few days off may be broken up by emergencies. And there may even be a vacation trip interrupted by the tragic death of someone in the church. In season and out of season basically means you are the pastor all the time. By stepping into the role of pastor, you are called on to uh, correct, rebuke, and encourage the people under your care with great patience and careful instruction. You are to preach the word, administer the sacraments, comfort and counsel the sick, the sorrowing, and the troubled, and instruct everyone you lead to live into their calling in Christ Jesus. Alex, are you willing to assume this responsibility in the strength that God has given you? If so, please say, by the grace of God, I am. By the grace of God, I am. In assuming your responsibility as the pastor of Life Church Livonia, will you affirm your loyalty to the covenant and to the Great Lakes Conference so that in partnership with all other covenant churches, we may continue to see 
more disciples among more populations in a more caring and just world? If so, will you please say, by the grace of God, I will. By the grace of God, I will. Amen. Alex, thank you for being willing to serve. Thank you. Let's join in prayer. Almighty God, in every age, you have chosen servants to proclaim your word and to lead your people. We give thanks for your servant, Alex, whom you have called to serve here at Life Church Livonia. By your power, enable Alex to use the marvelous gifts you have given to him to do your work in this community. And Lord, I pray that you would continually fill him with your Holy Spirit so that he may have the mind of Christ and be your faithful servant as long as he lives. God of grace who calls all of us to a common ministry as ambassadors of Christ entrusting us with the message of reconciliation, give us courage and discipline to serve you faithfully as a body of Christ that you have called us to be so that Together, we may declare your wonderful deeds and show your love to the world through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. Amen. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and by the authority of this congregation and the Great Lakes Conference, I now declare that Alex Rahill is duly installed as lead pastor of Life Church Livonia, an evangelical covenant church. You may express your joy. Amen. <laughs>